Hey guys, welcome back to the Jay's Fifth Down Football Podcast. Uh, of course, I'm always your host, Jaden, here today with my good friend Sheldon here. He's back on to talk some football as a lot's going on in the league right now as we're beginning mini camp and edging closer and closer to the start of the 2023 season, Sheldon. So it's a lot to unpack here, man, before we get started. Um, but yeah, man, thanks for coming on and let's get to it. Well, glad to be on. Glad to get on. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, first off, man, like I said, mini camps going on right now. All the teams pretty much start mini camp today, so you know, um, voluntary workouts are pretty much over with. Now we're getting to the gritty part of, of the off season, practicing. Um, you know, still no pads. Um, you, know, the, you know, what's funny, man? I saw something with um, Jameer Gibbs. Um, he was talking about like uh, they asked about Alabama's practice, and then you know the NFL. And he's like, oh man, dude, Alabama was so much harder. <laughs> oh, so I mean, I mean, I can imagine though, Nick Saban's pra- any dude, yeah, college football, yeah, mo- most definitely. I'm sure. Football practice is definitely. You yeah, you you can speak to this. You can speak to this. Yeah, especially especially like a Nick Nick Saban type of you know practices. I can tell they're way more intense, probably than few NFL teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. These, I mean, these guys aren't even in pads yet. I mean, <laughs> dude, I mean, high school and college practices, man, you're in pads in freaking spring. <laughs> the spring, then maybe you're in shorts and, and helmets and like for a couple weeks in the summer, but then it's like back, back to pads. Yeah, back to pads. So, hey, you guys got it a little bit good there. Um, but yeah, man, no, going into mini camps, bro. Yeah, uh, some storylines I want to really talk about with a couple guys holding out. Chris Jones, most notably, Saquon Barkley holding out, Stephon Diggs as well holding out, man. So, um, yeah, these guys want to get paid. <laughs> I didn't hear about Stephon Diggs one. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if he's, because when you think of the recent game they played, of course, in the playoffs, uh, they were completely just beaten just on every level he was just beaten by the Bengals and of course you know we saw Stefan's frustration during that game and Josh Allen so I was wondering maybe is there a disconnect is he unsatisfied with, with the franchise especially if you know their expectation was, was to be a, a Super Bowl team they're supposed to be one of the top teams in the league and they haven't made it to the Super Bowl yet so maybe Stefan wants to get out of there and go someplace new. Yeah, possibly. I mean, you know, Diggs, he is signed through the 2027 season technically, um, but he can get out of that in 2025. So that's just something to keep an eye on there. But, uh, yeah, he seemed very disgruntled after that game. And who wouldn't be? I mean, you look at the last, what, three years with the Bills. I mean, they've all ended in postseason losses, two of them being to the Chiefs. Um, you know, I mean, and the Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs, but the Bills still very could have won those those games, um, you know, and so I understand, like, he might be, yeah, he, he's probably upset, and he, you know, so we'll see what happens. I mean, he forced his way out of Minnesota, um, so maybe the same thing's happening here. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's... It, it'll, it, be, it'll be interesting to see how team's going to go forward because they're really going through their last years of being a top team 
twenties. I still have to pay guys, you know. And then we gotta think about the culture. Is Sean McDermott really a head coach that could push this team to a Super Bowl? Mm. Or is he just a guy who just came in in a really good situation, held it for a while, but never could get to the top? Something to think about. I think, I think this year we put him on the hot seat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, I agree. Dude, I, I, the, the Bills are in trouble. <laughs> That's safely putting it like the Bills are in trouble. If they do not win in these playoffs um, next year or this coming season, rather, I'm talking at least AFC Championship. Like even if they lose, like you gotta, but you, you, you it's gotta. Be, even if they lose, man, I, I want to see better performance than what I saw a season ago, and you know, season before that. Like I want to see the Bills actually, you know, play good the football that we know that they can play because they showed it through the season. But then, you know, Josh Allen kind of crumbled a little bit. You know, so I'm, I'm looking for him to be more consistent. Uh, I think the Bills are in trouble, especially if they cannot stop anybody defensively because their defense has been a little bit questionable at times. So, um, you know, I mean, Von Miller's coming back. So, you know, um, hope we ought to help him out. But, you know, I don't know, man. The Bills are in trouble. I mean, can we say can we safely say that, like, Buffalo is a team that, that, that they – they gotta, they gotta do good this year, like have to. Yeah, I think it's gonna be really important this season because this is really the make or break season. We, of course, you know, throughout almost Josh Allen's whole career, excluding his first two years, they've been a team that everyone said they're going to make the Super Bowl. They are a high likely team the Super Bowl. We've seen the Eagles. The Chiefs, the Buccaneers, even the Bengals <laughs> all make it to that very important game. Yeah. But the Bills have yet to, which is strange. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll be remembered for one of those teams that were good, but not great. Yeah. It was a yeah, yeah, it's a clear distinction. It's a big difference, you know. I mean, you want to be good or you want to be great, you know. And I think for the Bills, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, they got to figure out a way to get it done, um, you know. And I think it's very possible. Now, the AFC is, of course, very top-heavy, um, you know. It's, 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 it's very good all across the board. A lot of teams are good in the AFC, um, pretty much the whole conference minus a few teams. So, it's going to be tough, but the the Bills, I mean, you look at the roster talent-wise, but they should be in the AFC Championship game at least every year. Every year. Um, like Kind of like the Chiefs have been. Um, you know, I mean, heck, the Bengals, they're not – I won't even say they're as talented all across the board as the Bills are. I mean, you know, it's offensively, they – great offense. We know Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, like, we know that, but – I mean, defensively, they got some some gritty, grindy guys. But as far as, like, the talent, man, the Bills have got so much talent all across the board, yet they still find a way to, to just screw it up. I don't know, man. Like, I, I, you know, some teams would kill to have that talent, bro. Like, would kill to have all that. A quarterback like that, your number one receiver, um, all-pro pass rusher in Von Miller. 
the top corner is uh, Trey White. But, you know. Never got the job done. Never got the job done, man. Never got the job done. So, I mean, we'll keep. Maybe we start looking at it as maybe it's not the players' fault. Maybe it's the coaching staff. Make a few changes. Especially when on that defensive side, you know. That defense, you know, we always put them in high standards. But just like in last, last year's Thanksgiving, they almost lost to the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Lions were a great underrated team. Jared Goff had an amazing year, especially with that offense. But you were expected to win against the Lions. Yeah. And you had to have Josh Allen with less than, I believe it was 30 seconds left in the game. Yeah. To come back and win. Yeah. I mean, that could never happen. No. Especially for a team like that. Right. You should, because the talent discrepancy is so big. I mean, well, it's big enough to where you should at least be winning that game by two touchdowns at the very least. Because like you said, the, the Lions have a very good uh, offensive game, particularly the passing game um, with golf. So at the very least, you should you should win that game by at least two touchdowns. But, you know, it's, it's like you're struggling with teams. Like even the Bengals coming in your home in the playoffs and just running all over you. In the snow, like in your stadium, in your home stadium, they come in and they run all over you. Um, so that's embarrassing um, for the Bills. Josh Allen didn't look his best, so hopefully for his sake that he he gets it right, you know. And we'll see what happens with Stephon Diggs, man. I don't know if he if he's going to show up to, to mini camp or not. Why do they call it mandatory mini camp? I don't, you know, I've always wondered about this. Why do they always why do they call it mandatory minicamp if guys can just like not come and there's no reper, no no repercussions like you might as well just call it minicamp just call it minicamp because if you mandatory okay it's mandatory but these guys can still skip if they want well, to I think right. they do get fined for it do they okay um, well but dude that's enough they're NFL players like. That's, yeah. Dude, it, that's nothing. If me and you, like, it's particularly like you know, high school and, and college, like, you know, what I'm saying, if we, if I, if I said in high school, um, I'm not gonna come to practice coach today because I, I uh, don't feel like you, you know, uh, I don't feel like I'm getting the playing time or the right playing time. Or I don't feel like you're not drawing up the right plays for me. Or they'd be like, okay, turn your pads in, bye. You know what I mean? Like, NFL is so different, you know, like, but. I mean, they get. What, maybe five hundred thousand or five thousand dollars fine, you know, and they of course they have millions upon millions, so that's chunk change to them. Exactly. Exactly. So they can skip all the practices they want. Um but no and now other other names too, like I mentioned, uh, you know, Chris Jones and Saquon Barkley also holding out a mini camp. Um so I expect the Chiefs to pay their big man. They need to because he's a, a game wrecker. And Saquon, you know, like, the Giants got to pay him. I mean, what's your whole thoughts on all these these running these running back situations, man? Like, I mean, Josh Jacob has – he's not – he has not gotten paid. Saquon Barkley's not gotten paid. Um, Yalvin Cook's – he's a free agent. He almost was traded. Like, I feel like something – running backs are really, like, taking a backseat in the league. That's my opinion. What do you, what do you think about that? See, I believe the running backs are as I believe 
Robert Griffin said, they're really underappreciated. They're, they're getting treated terribly by every team in the NFL. Guys like Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Saquon, you know, they're great running backs. They're running for a thousand yards almost every season. Their production is going up almost every year. Now I get it. With age, of course, that's the concern. You don't want to have a 32-year-old running back in your team being your head back. But you got to show some respect to these guys. I mean, they've truly carried some of the worst offenses, I could say, in the league. And without without them on that team, I don't know where those teams would be now. For instance, Dalvin Cook with the Vikings. I believe if Dalvin Cook wasn't on that team, the Vikings would have already cut Kirk Cousins. Jay Detter wouldn't have the superstar athlete he has now. Because, you know, the running backs changed the game. Now, I get it's becoming a pass-heavy league now. You know, everybody wants a Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen type of player. But the running backs are really being like underappreciated and it's just sad to see because they really can't do anything but hold out and if they hold out they just get replaced by younger ones younger versions like we saw with Tony Pollard in Dallas yep exactly Dalvin Cook with uh with that back they had up there in Minnesota yeah yeah it's uh yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, man. I think they are underappreciated um, now, and you know it's you 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 have to have a, a great running game um, still in a passing league because the teams have to respect that. Um, and these defenses are catering more to the pass now as they have to. Now they're they're building to stop the pass. So if you have that running game to complement that, then that, then that's when you know that your offense, you have a very potent offense, you have a great offensive attack, but if, you, if you're if you one-dimensional and you don't have that great ground attack like, you know, um, the Falcons did a couple years ago um, where our ground attack was awful, um, you know, uh, or, you know, naming other teams too. I mean, the Jets didn't have a running back for a, for a good amount of time, you know, so it's like it, you have to have a, a you know, no matter how good your passing game is, you have to have a running game to complement it. Because if you don't, then everybody's just going to key in on the pass and stop it, and then you're not going to be able to win. You know, so that's you have to, you know, but it's crazy, man. man. NFL. Yeah. <laughs> guys like, guys like, especially guys like Derrick Henry. Nick Chubb's probably going to get that same treatment after his contract up with the Browns. Yeah. There's just a lot of great running backs just getting disrespected just around around the league. And I think it needs to change. They need to stand up, go on strike, do something. Go on strike. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's really ridiculous. And teams don't see their values. They just see them as a for three or four years and then we replace them in the draft with another running back. Right. You know, there's no, like, dedication like, oh, you know, you've done so much for us, we're going to keep you around. There's, there's really no team out there that has really had a long-term 
running backs that they've stopped with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. What team? I mean, I can only think maybe the team that would come close. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know, dude. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but the Titans, yeah, Derrick Henry with the Titans, um, or you could say, I guess, I guess you could say Zeke and Dallas. I mean, uh, but that's only like, what, seven years? I mean, you don't, you know, see him going past that much, you know, as far as being that, the bell cow, the starting guy at that position. And then even then, his last couple years, he's been changing out with Pollard so a lot. So as, as far as compared to 16 and, 17, 18, when he was the, the guy, you know, in Dallas. But, I mean, Zeke was done already, so, you know, he's he's a specialist. He, he's done. He's done. Zeke is, Zeke is done. Um, you, th- you think he'll who, – do you think some, somebody will pick him up? Almost definitely. Uh, I think teams like Houston, Chicago, you know, teams, teams that really need, like, a running back, too. Yeah. Because in Dallas, in Dallas, we saw that with Tony Pollard really starting to take over that starting role. And then Zeke would come in and, you know, finish the punch. It would be like a one-two type of punch. Which yeah. I believe, you know, every team should have a one-two type of punch running back core. Just like Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb up here in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. of course, I believe... You know, a team with desperate running backs or, you know, when it gets later in the week, you know, teams start to get injured, especially at running back. He's going to get picked up. And he's going to he's gonna surprise a lot of people, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so, too. Um, so, hopefully these guys get their money um, and they get paid so they can play. Um, <laughs> I mean, you saw what happened to Le'Veon Bell a couple of years ago. I mean, he's completely disappeared off the face of the earth after he held out and he he didn't get his money that he that he kept that he held out for so you know it's so you also have to be careful you know right there too if you're if you're running back um but another name I wanted to mention though is Daniel Hunter a guy he's an underrated guy on the Vikings great pass rusher man um he's in the final year of his five-year 72 million dollar extension Vikings have not extended him yet. He also is skipping out on a uh, minicamp. So um, there's somebody else, the Minnesota Vikings. Have. Dude, I think, honestly, Minnesota is, like, imploding themselves right now. They are literally imploding from the inside. <laughs> like, they are – they better watch it, man, because long before, you know, you might mess around and have your whole – all your good players gone. You already lost Thielen. You lost Eric Kendricks. Dalvin Cook, um, possibly Daniel Hunter. You know, um, how long before Justin Jefferson's next? Oh no, I believe I believe I believe they're doing all of this just to pay Justin Jefferson. Of course, they're probably not going to re-sign Curtis, which is probably this is probably going to be the start of a rebuild. This is definitely a rebuild coming in. Next by next year, Curtis is going to be gone. They're going to try to clean their cap space so they can sign Justin Jefferson. Probably probably the biggest NFL contract a receiver has made in quite some time. I think he'll be the highest paid receiver, of course, because he 
honestly deserves that right. right you, think, now. you think he's the best in the league? Oh. Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he's number one. This season, he, he, he proved himself that he's number one. But it'll be interesting to see, you know, who they go and get to replace Hurts. If Justin Jefferson can keep that production with a new QB, probably in a whole new system. But the Vikings will be an interesting thing. Yeah, I always thought they were a weird team, dude, because it's like they're not – they don't suck, but they like they're they're like a contending team, but they like they just they they're still mid. They're, I want okay. I don't I don't like to say mid. I don't like to say that word because it's I feel like it's so overused in this in this world today in twenty twenty three. I feel like everybody's saying mid, even though the Vikings are like they're like a mix between you know what I'm saying. Like they're a mix between they're not like a bottom feeder team, but they're not. A top contender either because they don't they sure don't play like it when they need they're to right the they're like right in the middle they're a weird team man I don't know how to describe the Vikings and I feel like they're going to continue to be that way until they figure out what their identity is and who they are um you know and, and figure out how to execute what they what they're trying to do I don't think they know what they're trying I don't think Kevin O'Connell has set an identity for this team yet I don't I don't I don't know what they are. Some teams, you know what their identity is. You can you look you you know who they are. You know, like I know what the Bengals are. I know who the Chiefs are. I know who, um, you know whoever the 49ers are. But the Vikings, I don't know who they are. Yeah, the Vikings are like the team that <laughs> going into the season you think oh will be a very mid team, you know, bottom tier. And then as the season progressed, you know, they started overachieving. Especially like this year, they became one of the top teams in the NFL. Of course, they had that incredible record throughout the regular season. Yeah. And then, you know, you're, you're thinking, okay, maybe the Vikings are a team we shouldn't be sleeping on. Maybe they're a team that can make it all the way to the Super Bowl. Then they lose the wild card ride. To the Giants. To the Giants. To Daniel Jones. And then you're just like, well, there's no consistency with this team. I feel like that's their whole model. They're inconsistent. They, they don't know if they want to be good and if they want to be bad. Because it's going to show every week. Just like that, although it was an incredible comeback, they were getting blown out by the Colts in three quarters, really, before, you know, Yes, the Colts and Matt Ryan collapse. Let's make sure we add Matt Ryan in there, who is now joining CBS as a broadcaster. So, congrats to Matt on that. Um, you know, uh, somewhere where I think he needs to be, not on the field, but in the booth. Uh, so, congrats to Matt Ryan there on on uh, doing that. Um, you know, joining the uh, CBS Sports uh, broadcasting team there. But um, yeah, I, I think the Vikings do. Yeah, they they need to figure out who they are. Uh, otherwise, they're not going to win because Jefferson do he. He wants to win. I know he wants to win. You know, he's a guy like, yeah, he wants his money, but he wants to win because he comes from that winning culture there at LSU and, you know, all that. He, he, him, guys like him, Burrow, you know, like Chase, like those guys, they want to win. So, yeah, at some point, they got to figure it out. Uh, 
But, you know, just another few storylines, man, we just want to talk about here um, was uh, Anthony Richardson, dude. Um, you know, last time we talked, of course, uh, you know where he was going. He goes to the Colts. Um, and the word around camp is that he's been looking really good. Um, so do you think the Colts end up starting him week one? I think he is going to be the best quarterback out of that Really? Time, if I'm being honest. Because, you know, his athleticism is just unmatched by anyone in the league. He reminds me of Cam Newton coming into the league. And we saw how Cam dominated the league for, for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. a few years. But, you know, Anthony, he, he's not like Cam, though. Cause he could pass. He could run. He's really the quarterback you would dream of, like a Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes type of player. You know, you wish of. And I think the Colts are the Colts are definitely going to be a great team while he's on that roster. This year, he's going to lead them to the playoffs. Oh wow! Sheldon dropped the the hot take, the big bomb on Jay's fifth down, guys. You heard it there. Sheldon said that the Colts are going to go to the playoffs, and Anthony Richardson is going to, to take him there. He said it. Um, now, I did mention a couple of podcasts ago, I did say the Colts were a team to watch out for this year, um, and, and, I, and I do mean that because, again, I agree with you, man. Anthony Richardson is very talented. I think, it, and Shane Steichen being his head coach, he worked with Jalen Hurts in Philly. I think, you know, he's going to be able to fine-tune Richardson and get the, some of those kinks out, some of those wrinkles out, you know, and um, – I mean, he's and he'll learn as the year progresses. And the Colts, I mean, they don't have any, especially coming off the year they had last year. They don't have any high expectations, so it's like they're they they have nothing to lose. So whether they make it or not, you know, they, they you know the bar is so low for them. So it's like because nobody's thinking they're gonna do anything, you know. So it'll be interesting. Um, and then another thing too, man, you should want to talk about real quick was um. Now, Lamar Jackson, again, you know, since we talked, man, it's been a while since I had you on the podcast, but Lamar did come back to Baltimore, um, you know, as I thought he would. Um, but he came back to the Ravens, uh, you know, so he's back there. And they got OBJ, man, you know. So, uh, I, man, look, are, are we – are the Ravens – do we need to keep the, the – um, do we need to keep the Ravens on uh, our team to watch out for this this year? No. No? no? I, I, okay. I, okay. Listen, 
he's gonna go he's gonna do something amazing this year. And if he doesn't do something amazing this year, they're going to blame it on those receivers. Because you look out throughout all the years, the Ravens have drafted how many receivers in the first round? And this is Lamar Kelly? Three or four? If yeah. all of them all of them don't work out, that that's not right. That doesn't sound right. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, these are talented guys. <laughs> like, yeah, these are talented guys coming from, you know, great colleges. You know, they had great college careers, but it's just, it, it just doesn't feel right with me. But I do think, you know, the Ravens, they'll be one of those teams that will be fighting for a wild card spot. Too. If Lamar stays healthy, of course, they'll probably be in the wild card, but they're a team that's trying to do something that they're not to me, I feel. Because when Lamar first came into the league and we started to see his you know, potential, we saw what team, what that team could be. They were a run-first team. It was always Lamar, J.K. Dobbins, even Mark Ingram was in the mix. But, you know, we're trying to show, you know, hey, we got these receivers. We're going to show you Lamar's pass. Lamar could be like one of the top 10 passing quarterbacks in this league. But in reality, he just hasn't shown it throughout the years. So this, I feel like this is going to be a make or break year for Lamar. Especially since he signed that huge contract. Yeah. Yeah. You know, making him the highest paid quarterback in the league. Which I think I think the Ravens shouldn't have done it personally. I get the potential you see with Lamar, you know, he's a great player, great athleticism. But he's just not your typical quarterback. He's not the quarterback you want in fourth and fifteen passing situations. Or, you know, a pinpoint quarterback who could precisely throw the ball. Accurate, fast, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, yeah, and that's ultimately what this league has come to now. You know, it's like it, you got to be able to pass the football down the field. If you can't throw the football down the field, you can't win in this league. That's just what it is. And that's football, not even just on the, the professional level, but on the collegiate level and the high school level. You see high school now implementing these more spread offenses, these, you know, all these different, um, these these passing plays and and and, uh, and uh, formations, you know, they're throwing the football a lot more, um, you know, which in turn will open that grounding that ground game up. Um, but I mean, dude, we saw here in Atlanta, man, like <laughs> if your starting quarterback cannot complete passes more than ten or twenty yards down the field, you're you're not going to win football games. And Marcus Mariota couldn't do that. That's why we were the way we were, and that's why we relied so much on that ground game. Um, Hopefully, Desmond Ritter's a different story, but that's another topic for another day. But, yeah, man, um, I, I, you know, we'll see what happens with Lamar, man. We'll see. Um, and the Ravens. I, I just, for his sake, man, I just want, I want him to win so bad, man. I want him to just get a ring and, you know, um, or at least even make a Super Bowl. It would be nice for him and stay healthy for a season, you know. So, hopefully, this year it goes right for Baltimore. We'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, man, so I, it. You know, it's it's crazy, man. We'll see what twenty twenty three has in store for us. 
it's going to come quick. I'm happy for the season to start, um, you know. And, uh, yeah, man, any last thoughts here before we uh, sign off, man? Yeah, it better work out. That's the eighth pick, man, that you use on a running back. Now, you say he's he's all that. We're going to see. I hope he is because he could have used that to get a corner. Christian Gonzalez maybe. That's what I was thinking. But anyway, they didn't do that. They got B. John, and I'm cool with that. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, also, um, Netflix is dropping a series about um, Patrick Mahomes and uh, Kirk Cousins and – Marcus Mariota, uh, called quarterback. I guess the trailer drops tomorrow, I think. So um, if you guys want to check that out, you know, it's it's releases July 12th on Netflix. So um, why they, you know, that combination is just so weird. Like he got one of the best, you know, like the phenomenal phenom and and Patrick Mahomes. And then like, it's like Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota, like what? What what happened? <laughs> like these are the, the these are I mean the two other quarterbacks out of all these starters you could you you choose to have on your documentary. Okay. Anyway, I got some complaints for Netflix for that one. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um. But uh, yeah, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast today, Sheldon. We appreciate you, man. We're gonna have you back on definitely as this off season continues and definitely before the season starts. So, um. We'll yeah we'll be talking with you, man. All right. Of course, brother. All right, Sheldon, you take it easy, man. And guys, thank you for tuning into the podcast. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, all the podcast platforms. And we will see you next time on Jay's Fit Down.